0: What I found remarkable is how this compares to many of the elected officials back in 2020 that are now, you know, they've been testifying, you know, in uh, before the House Select Committee on January 6th. People may disagree with that, but I just think it's very important to note that those are all Republicans, almost all of them, right? And they didn't just withstand a couple days of pressure from angry people, right, that are understandably upset. You know, when you find out 200 Democrats pulled Republican ballots, right, and your person, your candidate of choice, lost by four votes, it makes you feel not good about the process. And that should be understandable by everybody know, we have a president of the United States calling them up and attempting to steal an election. That's what he was doing. President Trump was calling these elected officials and applying pressure. And I tell you, that's exactly what was done to me with regards to this story. Because people with power and influence, you know what they try to do? They try to use it. Usually for themselves. So, you know, the all those Republicans, right, that testified, they supported Trump, even. Yet, and yet, they had taken their oaths with the weight that they are supposed to be taken. We cannot put... I'm not putting my politics and the way I feel about anything, ahead of any, any of it. Because you know, let me tell you, I ran as a Democratic candidate. George is a Democratic candidate. I like her, right? This is not what I want to do. But this is the right thing. They are a testament to American strength and fairness. And they are, and you know what? They've all suffered. It's not easy to withstand the mob. Now we won't have a 21-year veteran heading up Moultrie County's elections in November. We're going to have Pam. Well, we actually ended up having Rita Florid, uh come in to do it because, well, Pam's got to run her campaign as county treasurer while working. You know, with people in our community that have no moral or ethical problem with misleading and manipulating people in order to achieve whatever agenda their whims today may dictate. I am not confident that this crucial office will be able to withstand the pressures of the remainder of this year. And that's why somebody quitting like this, in this position, right, with that much experience, doing it two, three months, four months before an election, that is an egregious act. might be the best thing for her personally, you know, for her personal well-being. I don't know. Decisions made in a crisis and haste tend to not be our best. I even urge folks outside of the county to reach out to the office weeks before all of this happened. I really thought, I I just felt something, that there was a crisis going on. And I was right. And apparently, though, the reason why she actually quit was maybe a deal she made with the Attorney General. Okay, so now we're going to divert a bit because this reminded me of some testimony I managed to get from somebody that, you know, worked with Georgia for not very long and... but knew her for a very long time. And I do have permission to use this clip. I, um... I think this is uh, powerful stuff, and um, here we go. As
1: as time went on, I could tell there was conflict between them, not necessarily Stephanie towards Georgia, but Georgia towards Stephanie. I was always told to keep what was said in this office inside of this office. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I didn't feel comfortable with that because, you know, it's a taxpayer office. Um, I respected it as much as I could, but, you know, I felt at freedom say what i've heard because it's an office that is a taxpayer office and i feel like it should be public knowledge because you know they're paying our paychecks
0: okay and then here is another clip that i think is important this shows actually georgia protecting this person
1: um people were going to the wrong precincts, machines were shutting down, that kind of stuff. I wasn't a part of that. I only found out after the election when Stephanie was speaking to me about it. Um, so Stephanie obviously was kind of suspicious. Um, we, I was kind of suspicious because I, I think it was a week after the election and that's when Georgia was like God, protective mother instincts are kicking in. I don't want you in the middle of it. Mm. So I'm going to just sit you just stay in staff so, office
0: do you think she knew that there was you know that i don't
1: i have known georgia for a very long time mm-hmm. and i've always had a high respect for her but i will admit that there are little things that just seemed a little uncomfortable kind of sketchy um hmm. i don't she was very she was a very secretive person with Pam in the office and stuff like that
0: okay wow So, lots going on there. Lots to actually kind of see from all the sides in uh, those clips. You know, it's apparent that there was general distrust. There is a culture problem. I think it's interesting. You know, when I talked to Georgia, she was very kind of upset that I hadn't uh, immediately reached out to her first. Well, I like to talk to people that don't have... All of the power first before you go and talk to the person that does and that was her in this situation and i wanted to make sure i had as many perspectives and as many facts you know and, and had done enough research to understand uh enough of the context and the angles that i i wouldn't get you know bowled over by somebody like you know with her position power and influence because she sure can uh, can intimidate the hell out of people. And i got to say, you know, that it's it's tough, right? You know, I've, in all of this, I've never had one person come forward with something more specific than people being hateful. You know, which is, frankly, the mood of the country. I mean, everybody's pissed about inflation, about something, right? Gas, price of gas. Just ask people to be specific about what was being done. That's what I would always urge anybody to do, right? When somebody starts telling you, a, you know, some kind of negative story about somebody, listen for specifics. And if nobody is giving them, it's usually a reason. You know, beyond some irresponsible post by Brad Graven that spun out people that would conceivably be over-invested in the outcome of a specific election. I've yet to hear anything so specific. It seems that this is more about personality differences magnified by the political divisions we've all been enduring, coupled with a few heated exchanges by people who should know how to better resolve conflicts amongst themselves. And this is what's mind-boggling. So there was a uh, conference in the spring for you know county officials in, in, the, in Illinois here. I actually was able to get the breakout session materials for, those, um, for that conference. And I sure wish that some of these people had been to the conference and went to the breakout sessions. Because um, it's, fa- it's fascinating that the topic in one of them was uh, turning conflict into productivity for both employees and managers. So this is obviously something that is not just about what's happening here in Moultrie County. It is very easy to say it's all about you, right? It's all about uh, some, you know, personal, you know, beef that people have with somebody, unless it could just be people expressing doubts, concerns, or questions, right? And it is the job of these people in the, those courthouses, right? In those public jobs paid by taxpayers to answer those questions as best as they can. You know, nobody expects them to be perfect. You know? And the, uh, these FOIA requests, right? Those are the right of any person, organization, or elected official to make of public offices. For the sake of transparency i cannot cannot say how important these laws are the defensiveness and extreme emotions of people who serve the public when responding to these requests doesn't serve those public servants nor the public it's their job to answer those requests not act as if it's an imposition yes it might be easier to just walk across the hallway and ask for the document you need However, it seems as if these personality and political differences have been exacerbated by external forces. But you know what? I found an instance where the county clerk's office did not respond to, you know, those that walk across the hall requests for months. And taxpayers in Moultrie County almost were on the hook for $300,000 out of the budget. As a direct result, and that kind of, you know, um, inefficiency and you know, unresolved conflict is should be resolved, right? You know, it's this uh, extreme defensiveness coupled with above reproach mentality that, in my opinion, has led to the disintegration of trust. This vacuum of trust is not just with politicians, but it's with the business sector as well as in healthcare. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. You know, these are not easy or these are not fun topics. I do have so much more to tell you, and I am going to uh, put a pin in this because I got to get to a Democratic dinner, over in um, Sullivan, see uh, all these people. I'm sure they're going to be real thrilled to see me. I will, um, I know I'll be happy to ha- have some conversations with them. I appreciate you all. I cannot wait to get the rest of this out. I have so much material, uh, almost too much. And so today, here's a little, you know, is a tidbit into the, the beginnings of this. This is all the way back in July. And, and here it is: Georgia, England, you know resigned county clerk has been working in the county clerk's office the entire time while well, in campaign uh, against the county treasurer yeah let that sink in